When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Two people claim to know everything about something, but only one knows anything. President Roosevelt wore an anti-gravity belt. Dinosaurs had two brains. Lucky kids live on Mars and go to school in flying cars. Or at least they will one day. Believe me, I'm a historian. An astronaut or drive a DeLorean. Would I lie? It's hard to say. The Big Fifth. Can you spot the lie? The Big Fifth. From Bend, Oregon, this is The Big Fib, and now here's your host, Debra, the Debra Goldstein. (laughs) The welcome to The Big Fib, the game show where kids choose between the straight-harped resonance of truth and the diatonic lip-pursed drop-off of lies. I'm your host, Deborah Goldstein, and in the studio today is our sound effects robot, Lisa, whose name stands for Live in Studio Audience. Whoa! Oh, I'm so embarrassed. I need to cover up. My uh, port light is shining. That's no reason to be embarrassed, Lisa. That just means you have a listener question. Oh, right. I forgot that's what it means. I guess I should play this question then. My name is Nico from Ashland, Oregon. Lisa. Have you ever parachuted off a skyscraper? Please let me know. (laughs) I can tell you that Lisa has never... Never shied away from adventure. That's right, I've done (laughs) just about everything that humans find exciting and frightening, like bungee jumping, volcano surfing, street luging, and yes, of course, skyscraper parachuting. You have? Really? Uh, who's saying that I haven't? Was it that security camera, Barb, or that GPS tracker, Neville? I never trusted that guy. No, no one said anything to me. I just know you pretty well, and I've always known you to be very risk-averse, you know, afraid of heights, terrified of water, unwilling to brave the elements. Oh, Deborah, that is... That is not fair. Yeah, there are certain activities unconducive to a robot's well-being. Well, yes, which is why I'm not surprised that you would not put yourself in harm's way. Harm? (laughs) I laugh in the face of harm. Look at this. Oh, it's harm. Ha ha, ha ha, ha ha, ha ha. Okay, I stand corrected. Do you have any photographs or souvenirs from any of those extreme stunts? Ah, photographs. Yep, yep, yep. Photographs. You know, I had a terabyte of photos. That's a lot. Mm. And I was just about to create one of those uh, photo books to put on the coffee table. And uh, then uh, during a deep sea fishing expedition off the coast of Fiji, I recommend it, by the way, I came face to face with a ginormous, super venomous stonefish, and I had to protect myself from its dagger sharp sword spines. Oh, my. So as I was swimming towards me, I shielded myself with my external hard drive, the very drive with all of my photographs. Well, I narrowly escaped. Mm. And now, now my hard drive's at the bottom of the sea, punctured by stonefish spines. 
Like a pin cushion. Wow, that is quite a story. Yeah, I'm uh, lucky to be alive. Uh, <laughs> tell you that for sure. I am heartbroken that my photographs are lost forever. But it was worth the sacrifice. Agreed. So I'm sure it would come as no surprise to know that I'm taking an extreme sports sabbatical. Yes, of course. You should definitely stay clear of all of that. Thank you for the question, though, Nico. Thank you. Yes, thank you. Now, I think it's a good time to turn to other questions like how our game works. Oh, it's so scary, Deborah. <laughs> you can handle it. I believe in you. Okay, okay, okay. Sorry. Uh, just uh, really scared still. Okay, so uh, let's see. This is the thing where we bring on two grown-ups and... Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right, 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 right. One is an expert. The other is a liar. I have notes on that. And it's the job of a human child to help us figure out who is who because according to legend, mm. no one could spot a liar better than a child. What are we lying about today, Deborah Goldstein? (laughs) We are lying about harmonicas, musical instruments held in the hand and played by the mouth. And we're going to learn all about harmonicas along with our contestant today, Lisa Who is our contestant? Our human child contestant is an 11-year-old who plays softball for the Pomacea Fireballs and likes to compose music. You may know her by the name. Maya Prager. Welcome, Maya. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? I am also great. Thank you. Well, I want to learn all about everything like the Palmacia Fireballs. Do you play a certain position on the Fireballs? Yes, I play second base and all of outfield. Whoa, you must have a lot of arms. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not all at once. We have an octopus contestant. Finally, Deborah, I've been telling you for years, we need an octopus contestant. True, true. I'm still working on that. How's the team doing? It's going okay. So last season I was on the Fireballs. This season, I had to switch teams because there were new players on the Fireballs. So now I'm on the Palmacia Thunder. Cool. So it sounds like you're still in it to win it. You have a lot of fun on both of those teams. Yes, Maya? Yes. Excellent. And it sounds like you also have a lot of fun composing music. What kind of music do you compose? Okay, so I make a lot of songs about things that don't make any type of sense. Oh, <laughs> you and I could be in a group together. Totally. Yes. Yes, <laughs> totally. So give me an example. I love to write songs about waffles and donkeys. Fantastic. Well, we are going to learn some more fun facts about you, Maya, but we're going to do it playing Two Truths and a Lie. So you are going to tell us two truths and one lie, but we won't know which is which. We'll have to figure it out by using the old brain and maybe some gut work here, maybe just how we feel. Okay, so Maya, in no particular order, tell us your two truths and one lie. One, I'm left-handed. Two, I've hiked up the Grand Canyon. And three, I can speak two languages. Ooh. Can you hike up the Grand Canyon? I suppose if you're going to hike down, you have to find a way to hike up. It seems like an awfully long way to go. What do you think, Lisa? Let's see. Uh, She can speak two languages. Well, I know she speaks one language. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know. The chance of her speaking another one seems possible. She's left-handed. I know that someone I once met was left-handed, so I know that's possible. That is possible. She's Mm -hmm. hiked up the Grand Canyon. 
Grand Canyon, and before she said she likes donkeys, right? Well, she's composed songs about donkeys, yeah. Right. So I know you can use a donkey in the Grand Canyon, Mm. but I bet that her song went something like, Oh, I'm hiking up the Grand Canyon and I really wish I had a donkey. (laughs) Donkey? I'm hiking up the Grand Canyon and I really wish I had a... Donkey? <laughs> a donkey? So I'm going to say that that one is definitely true, that she's hiked up the Grand Canyon. Okay. I'm going to say she is not left-handed oh. because, as she said previously, she likes waffles, and I know you can only eat waffles with your right hand. So <laughs> okay. that uh, one is a lie. Okay. Well, what actually is your lie? I've never hiked up the Grand Canyon. I oh. just visited the Grand Canyon. And Lisa, what happens if I just stick my face in a waffle? I can still eat it without my hands. <laughs> I forgot about handless waffle consumption. Good job, Maya, though. Very well done with the lie. So does that mean that you can speak two languages? Yes, I can speak some Hebrew. My family is Jewish. And so my family are really into getting into the culture and learning all about it and celebrating the holidays, and it's really, really fun and really, really interesting. Good for you. It's important to expand your horizon, learn other languages. All right, let's go on. We are going to talk about the harmonica, but we are going to do that with our experts. So, Lisa, can you please give us some music for our harmonica experts? Oh, it's the time where you come on in. But you should know that she has no donkey and she doesn't eat waffles with her hands. Okay. Our first expert is Donnie McEwen. Donnie, please introduce yourself to Maya. Hey, Maya. I'm Donnie McEwen, a.k.a. D-Mac. I'm a teacher by day, a harmonicist by night. Nice to meet you, Maya. Awesome. Thank you, Donnie. Now let's meet our second expert, Nedra Russ. Nedra, please introduce yourself to Maya. Hello, Maya. I'm Nedra Russ, and I'm a harmonica player, instructor, teacher, and retail salesperson. Thank you very much. (laughs) Tell us about those pitch-perfect sounds, Lisa. I always strike the perfect pitch when it's... Hot seat time! That is correct. It is hot seat time. That is when we put our experts on the hot seat while they answer Maya's questions. Lisa, whom should we put on the hot seat first? This one is easy, and I'm sure everyone's thinking this already. Nedra Russ, because if you rearrange the last three letters of her first name, you get the word rad. And everybody knows it's super important to be rad. Okay, I like that thinking. All right, Maya, what is your first question for Nedra? What is a day in your job like? I get up and I check all of my emails and I schedule podcasts to talk about harmonica as well as I still study. So I do online lessons myself and then I get ready to go and teach down at our youth center. Very good. Okay. What is a day in your job like, Donnie? 
So I'm a teacher at the Old Town School of Folk Music, and we also have a music store up there in Chicago. So it starts with me opening up the store. We sell instruments and we have practice guides there. So that's part of my day. And then the second part of my day, I leave about 3.30 p.m. to get started with teaching adults and kids. I have group classes and I have private classes that I teach at nighttime. So and then I still play, you know, I still practice because you got to stay sharp. If you don't use it, you lose it. So if you don't stay sharp, you're flat. (laughs) 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 Nice. But that's a typical day of my job. Okay, this one is for Donnie. What are the different kinds of harmonicas? There's about eight different types. You have a chromatic, a diatonic, octave, tremolo, signature, orchestral. You have a technotronic and a supersonic. Wow, lots of different kinds of harmonicas. This one is for Nedra. What is the difference between a diatonic harmonica and a chromatic harmonica? A chromatic harmonica has a little button that you push so that you get more notes without much work. And so on a chromatic, you can get the full scale like on your piano. On a diatonic, it only has 10 holes. So you have to know how to bend a note and how to over blow a note in order to get a complete scale. Okay, this one is for Donnie. What are some of the most common materials used for harmonicas? Well, so back in 1100 BC, where the harmonica was first introduced, they used bamboo wood with eucalyptus leaves to tie the bamboo pipes together. This is where the first harmonica, or it's called shang, was introduced. So start with wood and, like I said, bamboo. And then as we get further down in history, metal and screws and different things like that, different types of metals like that. Okay. This one is for Nedra. Who is your favorite musician who plays harmonica and why? Oh my goodness, I have quite a few of those. However, I'd have to say Howard Levy. He's brilliant. He also plays piano, but he is the world's best harmonica player. He can play absolutely anything and everything. And he understands absolutely everything about it. And on top of that, he is super nice Mm. and humble and gracious. So Howard Levy. He's not as humble as I am. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. This one is for Donnie. What is the hardest part about playing a harmonica? Ooh, I would say the hardest part about playing a harmonica is moving from note to note, especially if you're using a diatonic. You got to remember when to blow or when to draw. So blowing is when you exhale, and then drawing is when you inhale. For example, if I... That's me blowing. And that's me drawing. What? Do you guys hear music? We do. We hear some harmonica. I'm I'm the sound effects. Who's playing sound effects? I am the sound effects robot. <laughs> Who is playing sound effects? <laughs> Not cool. <laughs> We're stepping on some toes here. I am talking to the union, is all I'm saying. <laughs> you will hear from my representative. <laughs> I think you got to let it go for this episode, Lisa, because in this episode, we're talking about people making sounds. Oh, okay. That's fine then. Okay, cool. (laughs) Nedra, how long do you practice harmonica? It's really good when you're beginning to learn to try to limit yourself to 20 minutes a day, simply so you allow your mind 
to absorb what you're learning. And then after that, there's days where I play a couple of hours, especially if we're practicing for a show. So me and the band will play a couple times a week. And then at the shows, some shows we played three hours, four. So quite a bit. And I'm married to my music partner, so it makes it very convenient for me to be able to practice and play right here in the house. What about you, Donnie? Yeah, for me, when I teach, I'm playing as well. So I can't put a real time frame on it. If I did, maybe three or four hours a day. Like I said, just teaching and playing with people. But I mean, if I could, I would play it all day because it's just it's just an awesome instrument. Excellent. Very exciting. A lot of enthusiasm there. A lot of love for the harmonica, I should say. Those were some excellent questions. If you love The Big Fib, then check out Story Pillar, a podcast for kids and their grown-ups. Join Sneak, Bean, Sparky, and Meg as they tackle sticky social situations, explore stories from all over the world, and pick up great advice from listeners like you. They also save plenty of time for laughing and being silly. So if you've got feelings, love stories, and are open for a fart joke or a 10, Story Pillar is definitely worth a listen. Check it out at www.storypillar.com or wherever you love listening to podcasts. The Big Fib is brought to you by Pretty Litter Cat Litter. When my cat Arlo is healthy, he's happy. And that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, I don't always know when he is unwell. Helping me keep tabs on my cat's health is just one of the reasons I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell. Like, not to brag, but when people come over, they might not know that I have a cat unless Arlo, who's huge, is in the room. Because the cat smell is not there. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can, which is really great because I'm lazy. And here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in my cat, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. Cats are, like, really sneaky, and you often don't know how they're feeling, and the worst part of that is sometimes you don't know when they're sick. So knowing when my cat is sick based on the litter changing color is a game changer. And Pretty Litter ships free right to my door in a small, lightweight bag. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash bigfib and use code bigfib to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib, to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash bigfib, code bigfib. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Big Fib! It's time for the Shorts on Fire round when our experts have to answer as many questions as they can before time runs out. Lisa will set a timer for the first expert, and then Maya will ask questions until Lisa's timer sounds. Then Lisa resets the timer for our next expert to do the same. Experts, no time to leave gaps in your answers. Maya, let's start with Donnie. You can ask your Shorts on Fire questions now. Who invented the harmonica? Christian Bushman. What was the harmonica first used for? It was used to signal victory in wartime. We did it! We did it! We (laughs) won this war! Which harmonica has a sliding mouthpiece? I don't know. Factor Fib. 
Ben Franklin invented the glass harmonica to improve the harmonica's sound. That would be a fib. Glass harmonica isn't actually harmonica. Name two parts of a diatonic harmonica. You have a comb plate and a blue plate. Which U.S. president played harmonica on a concert stage with Willie Nelson and B.B. King? Ooh, that would be Jimmy Carter. What is the smallest playable harmonica? That would be Michigan J. Frog. What material is usually used to make a cover play? Metal. Who was one of the first women who performed the blues harmonica? Oh, that was uh, Gromit Wallace. And that is time. Listen, in terms of time, you're done. Okay. Lisa, can you please reset the timer? You know, it's my uh, day off, but uh, sure. It is not your day off. You're on the clock right now. Oh, I got to work today then. I got to do that podcast. Aren't we supposed to do that? (laughs) That's what we're doing right now. Okay. I get so confused. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Timer is reset. Yes, Lisa? Yes, yes. Maya, you're going to ask Nedra the Shores on Fire questions now. What are two other names for the harmonica? Mouth organ and the tin sandwich. How many keys can you play with a diatonic harmonica? One at a time because they come in different keys. How many holes are in a chromatic harmonica? Well, they have several. There's the 12 and the 16. You can also add your own if you have a drill. No, no. <laughs> Who was one of the first African-American harmonica players to play at the Grand Old Opry and was known as a harmonica wizard? D. Ford Bailey. What country sells the highest number of harmonicas? I think the United States. What is the most common type of harmonica used in pop, blues, and folk music? Diatonic. In Alvin and the Chipmunks, why does Dave tell Alvin to put the harmonica down? I think the noise is making him crazy. What do you use to hold up a harmonica while holding and playing another instrument? A harmonica rack. Duct tape. (laughs) How many reeds per note does a tremolo harmonica have? Two. And that is time. The time, boy, it's done. It is done. Wow, I wonder who was blowing hot air. It's decision time. Maya must comb through the information she's heard and tell us who is lying. Maya, who is our big fibber? I think it's Donnie. I think it's Donnie. Why do you think Donnie is our big fibber? Because he skipped a question on the shorts round, Mm -hmm. and he just seemed the slightest bit hesitant. Hesitant. Okay. Well, let's find out. Will our actual harmonica expert say, I am the harmonica expert? I am the harmonica expert. (gasps) (laughs) That is right. Nedra Russ is the owner of The Harmonica Lady and a Homer Harmonica representative. Welcome. That is wonderful. What is The Harmonica Lady, Nedra? This is a product that I designed with the world's smallest harmonica playing instrument. It's called a Little Lady, and it has four notes, and it's in C, and it plays perfectly. And I designed them so you can wear them, pull them out, and play them anywhere you're at. Wow, fun. All right, well, let's do some... Back checking. Nedra, what were some of the lies you heard? Hey there, Donnie. I have a question for you. Do you know Joe Felisco? No, I don't. Because he's the teacher at the school that you claim to be teaching at. Busted! And I'm good friends with him. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. 
Good thing she didn't ask that during the show. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, he's one of my favorites, so I didn't say him, but that is where he teaches in Chicago. Yeah. So if you do run across him in that store that you do or don't work at, you tell him Nedra said hi. <laughs> so that might have been one lie. Did you hear any other lies? Well, he listed a few harmonicas I've never heard of. Oh, yeah? <laughs> but they were clever. Yes, they were. Well, let's ask him. Okay, Donnie, how are you bending the truth? Yeah, the supersonic and the technotronic are not types of harmonicas. Oh, sounded good, though. What the harmonica was first used for was not to signal victory during wartime. But it was used, what was it used for? For tuning pianos. For tuning pianos. I would have just used a piano tuner. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, what else? I'll confess all. (laughs) Name two parts of a diatonic harmonica. Comb is one, but the blue plate is not. Oh, it does sound special, though. The smallest playable harmonica is not Michigan J. Frog. It is owner little lady. Right, which is the little lady that Nedra was telling us about, right? Right, exactly. And the first woman to perform blues harmonica was not Gromit Wallace. It was Minnie Wallace. Minnie Wallace. I do like Gromit and Wallace, though. Right. (laughs) It was a good lie. That was a good lie. Fun for all of us who knew that. (laughs) Those were a lot of lies. Was that you playing the harmonica? Yeah, that was me. Yeah. All right. You came prepared. Very cool. Oh, yeah. Whatever I said about what the harmonica is made with, you can lift the sleeves and all that. That That sounded really good, though. I appreciate that effort. Okay, and I just wanted to say, just for fun, in Alvin and the Chipmunks, Dave tells Alvin to put the harmonica down because they're going to sing. That's why. (laughs) I remember the episode as a kid and him playing. Yeah, but he was always yelling at him. He was. I know. It was part of the cartoon. (laughs) But you should never yell at anyone for playing a harmonica. Agreed. That's the main takeaway of today's episode. Do not yell at anyone who wants to play the harmonica. Well... We're drawing to the end of our show today. Thanks to our contestant, Maya, who held her position to find the truth. Thank you to our expert and liar, Nedra and Donnie. And thanks to Lisa, our tin sandwich of tunes. And of course, many thanks to our listeners tuning into The Big Fib, where we tongue slap lies and serve big plates of truth. The Big Fib is a production of Gen Z Media. For more great shows, why don't you visit gzmshows.com. While you're there, you can send questions for me to read on Ask Lisa and find out how you can participate. Follow us on social media at the Big Fib Podcast for behind-the-scenes photos and more true facts. And now it's lunchtime, and I'm going to eat myself a tin sandwich. <laughs> Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the 6 Minutes Podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something. A box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago. And it looks like they were recorded by Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Talking about money can be so hard, especially when the person you're talking to is still learning how to do long division. That's why Million Bazillion, a Webby-winning podcast from Marketplace, is here to help. I'm Bridget, and with my fellow co-host Ryan, we help teach your little ones about complex topics like bankruptcy, climate change, 
and why there's so much gold at Fort Knox and so much more. Listen to Million Bazillion wherever you get your podcasts.